0: Feet. I'm a hustler's hustler
1: against this gangster. I'm a rapper's rapper, your favorite. Ain't a. Ain't a. Ain't a. Ain't I well, Ain't I? a. What up, y'all? It's your boy DJ Authorize. I authorize this. The GVG Brothers from the same mother coming at y'all on politics. Sports, cars, and cigars, y'all. Give it up for the GBGs.
2: Before we start today's podcast, we must warn you. The FCC has required us to let everyone know that the podcast of the GBGs has been issued a Surgeon General's warning. Listening to this podcast can reduce your life expectancy by up to... Wait, how long is this podcast, bro?
0: 35 minutes.
2: Okay, so reducing your life expectancy by 35 minutes. Enter at your own risk. The Grimm Brothers, from the same mother, East and West Coast politics, sports, cars, here we go. Good morning, from the West Coast, brother. Good morning, my brother. Uh, we're the Grimm Brothers,
0: from the same mother, East and West, politics, sports, cars, and cigars podcast. I don't know if you said it like that, but let's light it up. You ready? I am. Okay, let's have a true, honest disclaimer right now. I'm your big brother. I'm 10 years older. Let's talk a little bit about our childhood here for everyone to understand. Because some people have been saying, maybe we're a little too rude. Maybe we're a little too crude. As a matter of fact, even our sister won't talk to me right now because of the whole Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, candle that smells like her vagina, not our sister's vagina, but her (laughs) vagina, uh, got her a little upset. But let's go back and talk about, you know, not just the bathtub memories of you with grandma giving you baths for maybe a little longer than necessary. I got a question for you. What's one of your earliest memories?
2: That's that's a good question. So, I remember us, oh gosh, remember the St. Bernard, um, Sergeant Pepper?
0: Yeah, St. Bernard that we had.
2: I remember getting him as a puppy. Okay,
0: that's a good memory.
2: Yeah, I remember him getting him as a puppy, and I don't remember how old I was. Maybe if I was four, were you 14? Five, six, maybe? Yeah,
0: 14. You remember. Yeah. You remember the earthquake, right, that we had? The I do.
2: Earthquake. I, I do. And that was the one, the Getty oil, right? So that was 1971, maybe?
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was the Getty oil.
2: Uh, it was. In Silmar? Yeah.
0: Okay. I didn't even realize. Yeah. That. Okay. So you, you remember where you were for that earthquake?
2: I do. We were in our house in Northridge. Right. And I remember right. us walking outside. And so I just remember as a kid. I don't remember anything else. Okay. So I remember we could actually see, like, some flames, right in the right, hills.
0: Right, and I don't know if you remember this. You used to sneak downstairs. My bedroom was the only bedroom downstairs. You used and pee in your bed. Sneak downstairs and sleep in my bed with me. Uh, and that day for that earthquake, it happened like at six o'clock in the morning. I ran out into our hallway, and we had uh, that big hallway, and the staircase was up above. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but for some reason, mom and dad had the, We had this Roman statue. That was up there. This big white statue. And it. you came running out to the hallway. And I said get back. And the statue came flying over the railing. And I, put, I had pushed you just back into the bedroom. Otherwise who knows what would have happened to you. But I remember. One of my great memories is. When I was 10 years old. And mom and dad. Went to the hospital. And I was. I went over and stayed overnight at our neighbor's across the street. And there was a phone call that night. And one of the daughters gave me the phone and said, It's your dad. He wants to tell you something. And I got on the phone and he said, Congratulations, you have a baby brother. And I remember yelling, jumping up in the air, almost putting <laughs> my head on the ceiling because I was so tired of sisters, because we have our two sisters. And I so wanted a baby brother. And that's how I remember the day you were born. Uh, And you and I have been close for a very long time. We've had had our ups and downs. But, uh, you know, dad was around for me. Well, kind of around for for me. Our father was kind of a playboy who really never should have got married. Uh, and he was, he was kind of around for me, coached me in baseball, but I think while he was coaching me in baseball, he was more involved with the mothers of the players on the team and the mothers in the league flirting with him. Dad was kind of a good looking schmoozer.
2: Dad Dad had game.
0: Dad had game. He definitely had game. He did. Which was a little embarrassing for us. I also have a memory. I don't know if you know this. No, because you weren't even born. I have a memory of sitting uh, in the front yard in Granada Hills, California, and seeing Dad drive by. We had a cool, very cool Woody station wagon. And I remember seeing Dad drive by. I was in the front yard sitting there, I don't know, playing whatever I was playing. Uh, Dad drives by, and there's a girl... Cuddled up next to him. He's got his arm around her and he drives <laughs> by the house. And I'm kind of like going, what the fuck? What the-? That's a great early memory of our father. So our father, who wasn't around that much for you, I believe, right? You don't, really, right. You don't right. really have any memories of dad being around for you.
2: No, not at all. So maybe that's why I'm, you know, so metro, so into fashion, being raised by a woman, you know?
0: Yeah, that could be it. Um, right? Yeah, I mean, you did used to go get dressed up in mom's clothing. and Okay, that was Friday
2: nights, and I'm let's still, not talk I'm, about that. I'm
0: still wondering when you're going to come out of the closet. Whatever. I love your wife. But and what
2: gonna, a good story would be to, to tell, you know, tell sometimes. The one time I got arrested and spent the night in a holding cell, I was wearing mom's jeans that night.
0: Yeah, and who got you out? You did. Yeah, okay. You did. Well, well, yes. We'll let that go. Let's talk about something you and I both believe in. Because... Uh, I tried to come back and be around for you since there really wasn't a father figure around for you. And I want people to understand something. When we say gay, we don't mean that in a derogatory way. We mean it in a way that we try to make fun of Trump and all of those who have a hard time with it. We need to let everyone know that our uncle, our dad's brother, Was not only, you know, a big, huge truck driver, six foot five, which is... He was huge for a Jew, I always thought. I'm like, man, he's like the biggest bad... He was gay, and he died of AIDS in the early days of that epidemic. Very early stages. And I took care of him because the rest of the family, you were too young, but the rest of, of the family kind of abandoned him. They basically felt either they were embarrassed... Him or that he deserved this because he was gay, and I ripped them all up at his memorial service. I wanted them to understand how fucked up it was that they weren't there for him, and I even ripped up dad. So, uh, as a matter of fact, we I would say 75% of our family's gay, which really? is okay, lots of cousins, uncles, whatever. We even have aunt, a sex change, yeah, who's an aunt. Uh, Who had a sex change? So you and I uh, have always been very liberal. And if we reference any time anyone getting fucked in the ass, uh, I do it in reference to Trump getting it in his rump. I want something visual for those Trump supporters to grasp, like a rusty trombone. I want to upset them. (laughs) And who is them? Them are the ones who believe that the United States has got to be the white states of America. And that's what it's that's what's going on right now. That's the that's the truth. I mean, let's let's talk about it. uh Jane Fonda just did this incredible speech. She won the Cecil B. DeMille Award and she talked about the importance in the art of storytelling. And that's kind of what we're doing. You and I, we tell our stories. We have fun. We relate it to our lives. Uh, And we always acknowledge the expanding and rising diversity on our planet. I mean, be honest. Being able to hear others and their stories without closing the door on them or listening to them is what we want to do on our podcast. Let our voices be heard. No one has to listen. It's therapy for you and I. Uh, and maybe it could be therapy for others. So, with that said, uh, when are you coming you, out of the closet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's funny is, again, I don't have too many memories from dad, but I do remember one thing. Dad might have been the least racist person I've ever met in, in my life. Good point. Right? right. He went to an all-African-American school. I think all of us, we are so, I mean, I, I don't put anybody on a pedestal you know, uh, you know, at all, or look down on anybody, right? On we're all the pedestal. same. And You don't look at me, uh, put me on a pedestal. I thought hey, you, put, okay, were you were. Okay. Were you grabbing your balls while doing that? Oh, were you looking at me? <laughs> I know, Mike. <laughs> so, not, I've got octaves. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So, I mean, always been a huge supporter of the LBGTQ plus now, right? And tons of, tons of friends, you know, gays, lesbians, and all that. You know what? I, you know what? I, I might be a little racist today. And this is going to shock you. No, you know what? I am fucking racist. I think I told this. Older white men, white women, Republicans. I'm, I'm fucking racist towards them now. I really am. I, I agree.
0: I think everybody's racist one way or another. We all have to come to terms with that and understand it. But when you look at voter suppression hate crimes against Asians and immigrants yes. being refused entry into our country it's not how you and i were raised we were raised even though our parents were kind of parents that probably shouldn't have been parents they were kind of clueless i don't know if uh anybody in our family ever prepped you to you know about what it would take to get into college and taking you know the right exams but I went through all my school days with them saying, did you do your homework? And I would say, yeah, 90% of the time lying. And they would say, nope. okay, good. When I was a senior in high school, did they ever tell me about taking the SAT, helping me take the SAT, applying to colleges, anything like that? Never, nothing. Had to do it on our own. So our parents may, may have been a little clueless about some things, but one thing they weren't clueless about was love and caring for others.
2: Dad, You know that. You know that because dad and mom were so amazing when it came to birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, stuff like that with cards and stuff like that. Dad was amazing.
0: Right. And and did you ever meet a man who hugged and kissed? No. When he would see you, would dad give you a kiss?
2: Of course. That's why I think you're the same way as me. That's why we're huggers and kissers. In fact, that's a really good transition into how people talk about Joe Biden. Joe's creepy. He hugs and kisses. That's what I do. You know, know. that's, that's what we do. But in the me too world, and we'll
0: get into that a little later when we talk about, you know, Cuomo doing, you know, again, more bozo, no, no's for Cuomo.
2: Bozo, no, no Cuomo. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah. Bozo, no, no Cuomo. I want to know why can't we be more like Merck? Merck. They, yes, they didn't make a vaccine that worked. They were unsuccessful. But here they are partnering with Johnson & Johnson. Okay? I mean, that's amazing. Cuomo couldn't get his Johnson working either. And Johnson is a total Johnson. Why can't Merck and Johnson & Johnson kind of like show us that this is the way people and the world needs to understand we're all on this planet together? It's amazing what they're doing. and. They need to be acknowledged and they need to get some props about, you know, working and helping the world.
2: It's it's we need to go back to what the the late 1980s and do another. We are the world, you know. The the
0: yeah, totally. OK, let's let's go on to a couple other bits before we get into our politics, sports, cars and cigars. I found something that maybe our three listeners that we have to our podcast may not know. Uh, One story is really awesome. The other is kind of sad, uh, involves a doctor who we all loved. But I actually got excited about this first story and called my daughters right away to let them know about it. A university, I think it's the University of New Mexico, is handing out coasters that could detect date rape drugs in drinks. How awesome is that? That's
2: that's amazing. How how does it work? Obviously, you take your cup and put it on top
0: of it. How does it work? You put your cup on the coaster. That coaster tests for GHBs, ketamine, two of the most common date-rate drugs, and it will light up if that drink, if they detect anything like that, has been put into your drink once you place it on the coaster.
1: Very
2: cool.
0: And then they got to catch the fuckers that do
2: that. So I, I put my, because I don't trust, you know, when I, when I go to those clubs, you know, a lot of men right. think I'm on their team, right? So they might try to drug me and take advantage of me.
0: Especially if you're wearing those rainbow sneakers. But she got me on the counter. It
2: wasn't me. Hey, those are my Louboutins. Leave those alone. It's a great start and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something great. Because okay. you I have a daughter also. And yeah. yeah, those things scare me.
0: Whereas I bet Ivanka, if she was with her dad and she put that. Drink on her coaster, it would like light up. Saw me banging on the sofa.
1: It wasn't me.
2: You know, that's funny because I heard Jared Kushner uh, just gave Trump a really nice watch and he was really confused. He's like, No, 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 no. I think he misunderstood, Jared. I said, I want a watch.
1: <laughs> I even had her in the shower. What's What's me? She even told me on camera. What's
0: How me? about this? Hop on pop. Are you my mother? They, they take on some. Uh, New meaning these days because Dr. Seuss is the newest member of Cancel Society. It's crazy. Uh, Biden uh, has erased Dr. Seuss from Read Across America Day, uh, the annual <laughs> the, the celebration, the annual celebration of uh, reading in honor of the legendary author who all of a sudden people found out that he drew these racist cartoons before he became famous depicting blacks and asians in a derogatory fashion but here's my question for you and you can see uh in front of us the listeners can't see it but he has a cartoon where he has a white butler showing a very prestigious white upper class gentleman walking into a room and there's a sign on the back that says take home a high-grade nigga for your work pile Satisfaction guaranteed. I mean, oh, my God. When I saw this, I was like, wait, that's Dr. Seuss did that? I was, Yeah. I was disgusted and disturbed. But he later came out and apologized for his earlier shit that he did. Do people who clean up their act and apologize get a pass?
2: You know, that's a great question. I guess it depends on it, right? I mean – I'm looking at this photo as we speak right now. That's fucking bad. I mean, it's just bad. And, you know, I, I think I could go to one of my close friends, and I'll make this quick, who um, was on the Philadelphia Eagles and um, with Michael Vick. Uh-huh. And my friend is very much into animals. And he almost got into fights with Michael Vick all the time. Well, then he and Michael sort of hanging out and so forth, right? And Michael went to jail. Michael did his time. Michael has done a lot of good stuff in the community, right? My friend gave him a pass. And he's like, and I really like him and enjoy him now. So, you know, that's good. But I mean, yeah, that's. Here's
0: Here's the way I look at it. If he came out and apologized and said he was sorry for that. And then I saw that he gave a lot of his money. To like a Black Lives Matter or the NAACP and some kind of Asian uh, nonprofit to help, you know, understand racism and uh, those type of issues in the world. Then maybe I would accept his apology, but I don't think he ever did anything like that. So I'm kind of like, hey, Dr. Seuss, fuck you! I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy it.
1: East Coast. West Coast, keeping it real. Now it's time for the GBGs to school us on some politics. Let's go. What about
0: fucking Andrew Cuomo? We, we hoped we could just focus on, you know, those Republican piece of shit white supremacists, but now we have to open up the Harvey Weinstein can of grab ass. Cuomo came out and said, I'm embarrassed for what I did but I never touched anyone. Dude, there's a front-page picture of you in the newspaper with your hands wrapped around a young girl's face. Young girl yes. and your daughter's. It looked like you were eye-fucking her. This is 2021.
2: I mean Fucking mozzarella meathead. You know what? what? What about you and I is, it doesn't matter if they're on the right or left, right? I mean, let's just call them out, right? know, I mean, the girl... He knew that, I guess he told her, he's like, Well, you know what? Basically, I'll bang anybody over 22. Right. Over 22. And yeah, yeah. You know what? If one person comes out, I don't know. Right. Two. Yeah. Okay. Three, four,
0: five. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you there's more. When one person comes out, it gives the others the opportunity to be brave and not to be afraid. There's going to be more coming out of the woodwork for here. And, uh, just because Cuomo's Italian doesn't mean that Dick needs to have Roman hands. <laughs> you like
2: that one? That's funny. Thank
0: you very much. That's funny. Here, That's man.
2: funny. You know, it's funny. This is why I'll never run for politics. Because you know what? I kind of forgot what I did in my 20s and 30s. I will be reminded if I ever ran for politics. Let me remind you. Most of it was with men.
1: Honey gave me and she called me red-handed
2: Okay, but no- <laughs> <laughs> hey, NML, I was wrong. Really needed the money back then, okay? And all
0: baby powder to keep you
2: from. Oh, don't go with the baby powder again.
0: Okay, let's let's do a little mashup. Let's get these three pieces of shit out of the way: No Sense Pants, Mitch, my bitch, and Steve Scumleys. I'm gonna basically focus right now on. Steve Scumley's Because No Sense Pants, Mitch the Bitch, are fucking each other in the ass, having a fuck Trump in the Rump orgy, and begging for more bleach and baby powder. For Pence and McConnell, this country can never be white enough. So I call them the Bleached Baby Powder Conspiracy Crew. And there are many more in that, you know, white is right organization. I wonder when they're going to just put on their white hoods And put MAGA written on them. And go march around the Capitol. But let's go straight to a true douchebag. Okay. He was an asshole before he got shot. Now he's just an asshole with a bad hip. Steve Scumbag Scalise. I gotta read something to you. He was saved by the Capitol Police. After he was shot in a congressional softball game. You gotta check out this publication called The Root. The Blacker the Content... The sweeter the truth, in it, okay. in it. Writer Steve Crocker says this about Scalise: One would think, oh, and I love this this uh, publication. One would think that this curmudgeonly Republican, who once billed himself as David Duke, without the baggage, would see the error of his ways. This is the part of the movie where he's visited by the ghost of death, and shown what he might have missed out on had the very people he's been rallying against not been there to save his life. A softening of his heart would occur, and we'd be proud to witness the shedding of his old ways. Scalise is the kind of asshole who has been spared only so he can serve as a mouthpiece against all the things that helped save him. Capitol Police officers Crystal Griner and David Bailey, who were part of Scalise's security detail, rushed onto to that softball field, and began returning fire. According to all accounts, they prevented more lives from being lost. They held off the shooter until Alexandria police arrived. Bailey, a black man, was shot, and Greiner, a black lesbian, took a bullet in the ankle. The Hollywood version was too perfect, so instead, this staunch, bigoted Republican, who has spent his time in Congress bashing gay rights and was saved by a black lesbian police officer, and then spent months in the hospital receiving the best care money can provide, made a miraculous recovery so he could limp back into Congress and continue being an asshole. It was a personal tragedy, gun violence that almost killed you. But he still continues to say people don't need to have IDs to purchase guns. He is the kind of asshole who has been spared so he can serve as a mouthpiece against all things that help save him. He's a dick. There's no need to respond to this, but I love reading this publication.
2: You, you know, I think you and I differ on our second amendment rights. I have guns. I actually like guns for target shooting for fun, stuff like that. Right? Right. So I have a gun license. Um, I remember going, I had to renew my license. So I had to re- take the license, take the test. And I'm at the gun shop and uh filling it out. And it, And one of the questions is, do you have mental illness? And I look at the guy and he's like, he looks at me he winks. He's like, that's a trick question. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you say no, we're watching you. We'll kind of wink at you because there's no way because of HIPAA, you can't verify that. Right. Okay. Which, is horrible. Ninety-something percent of Americans want stronger background checks. It just won't go through. But ready for this? So I remember with one of my customers was an arms dealer. I'm in Nevada. Um, he was at a gun convention, so I wanted to go see what it's about. There's people walking around with AR-15s, AK-47s, right, around their, in, in the casino, right, where the convention center says for sale. You could actually give him money and take the gun without any paperwork. That's fucked up, man. Yeah.
0: Fucked up. Yeah. Look, uh, I have no problem with people owning guns. If it's for hunting purposes and you hunt and you eat what you kill, that, that works for me. I have no problem with you having a gun to do target practice or shoot on the range. I'm sure you also have it for protection in your house. Correct. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I just have a problem with why do people need automatic weapons? It's not like these animals are going to
2: so, fire back. So if, if anybody's listening to this right now, they're going to correct you. It's not really automatic because automatic is illegal without, I think, a, it's called an FFL, Federal Firearms License. Semi-automatic. Semi-automatic, yeah. yeah. Automatic. Semi-automatic. yeah. And then, Semi-automatic. But here's, what, here's what, what people don't like. People don't like the magazines, okay? Because in California... I believe on one of my... Um, I have an Israeli assault rifle, right? It's called an IWI. Um, you can only hold five bullets. And people are pissed off by that. You don't use this for hunting. You don't use that type of bullet for hunting, okay? Right. So that is strictly to kill, right? Or target right. shoot. I'm okay with five. Because guess what? You can't do a mass shooting. Because you need a special tool to pop out the magazine and put it back in. People like their 50s. But what they'll do is... They'll take a 50 duct tape, another 50 upside down. Okay. Right. So you put it in, you can shoot 50, pull it right out, turn it around, boom, put it back in another 50. Why? Why do they need that?
0: That's crazy. Look, yeah. can people get like hand grenades and stuff like that too?
2: Yeah, they can, right? I don't think you know, I don't think you can buy legally. Okay, fine. No, uh, no.
0: Okay. So we're getting close to our sports segment real, real quick. Biden, The Saudi prince had Khashoggi killed, and we're not doing anything. Fuck, Joe. What's going on, man? I know oil is the key word here, but uh, you can't punish some and not punish all. Biden has got to do something about this. We got to pull our troops out, and we got to punish that asshole Saudi prince uh, for having Khashoggi killed. Something has to happen, and... Biden, don't be a pussy. Get this thing done, or otherwise we're gonna be uh, on your ass like Johnson and Johnson baby powder. Boom, man, boom <laughs> on your ass. CPAC. You know what CPAC stands for? I do, but go ahead. I know you have another name for it. Cunts, penises, ass fucks, and Cox conference. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the design? That fascist design of the stage that they had. It was the design used by the Nazi SS. It's called the rune design. It's been used by white supremacist organizations. We have to recognize and really grapple with the fact conservatism is Nazism, all right? The noose, the stage was no accident. That design is intentional, like the noose on the Capitol lawn was put there by neo-Nazi insurrectionists. It's loud and clear that these guys are the conservative party. It's disgusting. No one's really... Really gone off on that design and that it was done intentionally. It's fucked up. It's in our face. I, I, fucked up.
2: I'm sure Stephen Miller had a lot to do with it.
0: Man, that guy looks like a dildo. You know my name, Stephen Miller, Miller, right? No. Dildo Baggins. I mean, he looks <laughs> like, come on, man. That guy just looks like you could shove him straight up Trump's rump. Okay, boom.
1: Are y'all ready for some football? It's time for GBG's Weekly Takes on Sports. Y'all.
2: We're back. Well, it's Monday night. A new week
0: has begun. I turn on my TV for some big skin. Fun. It's time to move on to okay. sports. And guess what? Our sports even deals with racism. Man, I got to tell you, every week I miss Colin Kaepernick. That guy just did it right. Yep. Jeremy Lynn. Prejudice in the NBA, Kung flu conspiracy again. If you ain't white, you ain't right. Nine-year NBA veteran was called coronavirus on the court. And he's talking about it and how Asian Americans have been uh, discriminated, the, the violence that's going on with them right now in California. It's also going on in New York. I don't know if you saw the guy that was waiting for the subway, the Asian man who had his face slashed with a box cutter, all the way across his face. No. Uh, yeah, it's, and and I know you've had a couple people that were yep. old people that were killed, pushed down by these these thugs. It's, this, this country is so divided. It's really hard to figure out how we're going to get out of this hate funk that we're in and how we're going to fix you, this
2: problem. One of my close friends, he's a, uh... Senior VP, medical sales rep, right? Right. Does amazing. Master's degree, blah, 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 Asian. She said she's been called Wuhan several times, just walking down the street.
0: I mean, give me a break. Wouldn't you like to just, like, find these guys, see it? And beat mean, this the shit know, out of them. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. If I had a gun, I would shoot it at them. But I would definitely, what's it called when you just, like... Pistol, pistol whip. Pistol whip them. Boom, yep. baby. Boom. And right. Maybe give them a... You know,
2: gun anima. You know what you should do? Do you know what's worse than that? What? What you used to do to me, you and one of your friends, I won't say his name, when you would take me to the room. room. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That's where we taught you
0: how to be a man,
2: okay? Be a man. You pinch my inner thighs and grab my nipples so I (laughs) (laughs) cried.
0: Yeah, but I didn't expect you to do that to grandma. (laughs) all right let's move on
1: it's that time again my people where little brother teaches big brother about cars we're not talking hot wheels y'all
2: let's go to cars all right boom i've driven everything had everything and a lot of times people ask me my opinion what do i think is like the world's best sport utility vehicle suv and Basically, these are people saying if money's not an object, right? Right. So um, at one time, I think I had, well, wait, an in, in SUV. You, you know what that is, right? Wait, don't you drive one? Oh, no.
0: I drive. I want to know what the world's best minivan is. Exactly. You're a minivan, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because hey. my schmeckle was able to produce more kids than yours, and I need something bigger like that. So I got that. I
2: know I don't for have, all your tu- for all your Tupperware to go sell at your Tupperware parties. I don't
0: have a minivan. We had a minivan. We we have an SUV and I have a uh, Jeep Wrangler, the big four door uh hard top soft top.
2: Okay. 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 So so money's no expense right? right SUVs. So I compared um, a Range Rover SVR Autobiography. Basically they made like I think 50 of those. Um at that time, this was a couple of years ago, Mercedes G-Wagon, G63, Porsche Cayenne, twin turbo S, and um, the Bentley Bottega, and there was another, oh, the Lamborghini Urus, right? Anus. And, um... The Lamborghini not, Anus. It's not an anus. The Mercedes G-Spot. Okay, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Which, which, um, I'm the only one who has directions to it, so no other guy could do it, so never mind. There you but anyways... Go. And what, yeah. wait,
0: there's one called the Cayenne. That's the Porsche Cayenne. Yeah, paper. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Go
2: going back and forth on all of those, right? Yeah. I'm going to pick the one that's least appealing to look at is the best car out of all, the Porsche Cayenne Twin Turbo S.
0: And why is that
2: not a good car to look at? It does nothing for me visually. Oh, it does yeah. nothing. It, it You know, it kind of looks like other SUVs, but, and I'm going to, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to guess on the horsepower, the Turbo S might be, 600 and something so it's stupid fast it's extremely comfortable it's an easy car to drive like it's not as big as the range rover but you know second place maybe the range rover but then again i'm a huge g-wagon fan but i think for everybody that porsche cayenne twin turbo s is is the car my opinion
0: i want to get the new volkswagen ivanka it's easy to drive uh no need to lubricate and even your father can ride it
2: <laughs> oh i just made that
0: up that wasn't bad okay that is okay this is for summer our producer do we want to talk about what's the nastiest thing you've ever done in the car or should we save that let's tease that for next week we got to oh. we got to move on so let's tease that for next week it's time and
1: for- i got an answer for that one ladies and gentlemen it's time to talk the Calls. Smoke them if you got them. Okay!
0: This is a great cigar story. Okay, there's now a, the first non-profit cigar company is in the USA, Cayman Cigar Company. First one, uh, they're available online. UPS, the first in history to export cigars from the Cayman Islands. You can get them online. The company was formed in 2018. It's a non-profit. It blends premium Caribbean leaf. And here's the best part. Unlike any other cigar company in the world, Cayman Cigar Company has one mission, to donate 100% of all their net profits to charity. Got to give them a shout out.
2: That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. Now, I've never tried you know anything obviously from the Cayman, and they said it's the first one, right? So right. I'm curious if they're using there's, there's three parts of cigars binder, wrapper, filler. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if they're all Cayman, but interesting. I'm not to check it out now. Check
0: out that uh website that's down here on our, in our notes, sure. Okay, and buy us each a case, and we'll,
1: we'll... <laughs> we okay. can do that. And finally, we need to pay homage to the whack job of the week, the curse of the worst. Coming at y'all right now, folks.
0: It's finally, it's, it's that time again, our, our newest segment called the Butt Crack Whack Hack of the week. This week, the Ron's Habit. Ronnie Jackson, first. First choice. He's the first one. It's between two, Steve. Ronnie yep. Jackson, the White House doctor who actually looked inside Trump's rump and decided that besides finding Obama's birth certificate there and a pair of McConnell's glasses, Trump had the greatest white rump he's ever experienced. Then this quack went on to win a Texas congressional seat with, of course, rump's help. Uh, He has cursed and belittled his subordinates, drank and took sleeping pills on the job, and sexually harassed a woman, according to a detailed report released Wednesday by the Pentagon's inspector general. You... My friend, Ronnie Jackson are the first nominee for our butt crack whack hack of the week. You can't make this shit up. And then there's Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Besides his lunacy stating that there wasn't violence during the Capitol insurrection, yesterday this fucking idiot whack job piece of shit douchebag cock-sucking fuck forced that 600-page COVID-19 <laughs> bill to be read out loud. It took a full day, 10 hours in the Senate, for, for them to do this, and the vote had to be delayed. Boom. Done. Who do you think, Steve? Which one? Oh. Johnson or Jackson? I mean, can we give them, can, we, can it be tied for first place? Because they're both... Butt crack whack hacks. I, I horrible. A tie is, yeah. Let's give him a tie. Alright, man. Great talking to you. You too, man. I love it. Uh East Coast out. West Coast out. Love you, man. Love you, brother.
1: Talk to you soon. They are the original GBGs. See y'all next week. And remember this. They care about y'all. So don't piss them the fuck off. PJ Ortos. Out of here. Just wait.